Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. God is so good. I am telling you, I am overwhelmed with how good God is. It may be 15, uh, what, what is today? Today is the 10th. Um, it may be sometime April, May. It may be sometime in May um, that I'll share with you why I was so overwhelmed doing Bible studies in April. I'm telling you, God will reveal some stuff to you. I'm, it, listen, we know and we say all the time, God is faithful. I'm asking you, I'm, I'm uh, coaching you, I'm directing you, whatever capacity I am in, in your life, I'm telling you, wow, be faithful. If you're faithful, I'm telling you, God is true to his word. He is faithful. He will do it. Let's pray. Father, we just bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, have your way in the midst of our Bible study and cause us, O oh God, to fall in line with your will and your way and your word. In the name of Jesus, amen. I know they're all the same. His will, his way, and his word. It, it, it's all wrapped up in there together. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, let's keep moving in this book. I'm loving it. Becoming a Prayer Warrior by Elizabeth Ells. This is a guide to effective and powerful prayer, effective and powerful prayer. And as I said before, um, if it's two things I love to teach about, love to talk about, love to deal with, and that's spiritual warfare, and that's prayer. And, and tonight we're going to continue in the book. Uh, we're picking up at the bottom of page 115 and flipping over into 116, at the bottom of page 115 in my book, it, it reads, your strength is to remember that Satan is a defeated antagonist. Remember that. Satan is a defeated antagonist. So, so when, when I start to, to make my statements later on about uh, the way things are worded, it's because of this statement right here. I love this kind of statement. When it comes to the enemy, this is the way you're supposed to write about him. This is the way you're supposed. He is a defeated antagonist, and if you don't know now, you know. This is his uh, job description. I just heard something. That means somebody, hold on, let's, let's mute, mute. Everybody got to be muted. Amen. Okay. So when you look at it from that standpoint, he is a defeated antagonist, then you give him no credit, you give him no power, and, and again, we're getting ready to go into the names, and then we're going to go into the tactics. We're going to go into the names, and then we're going to go into the tactics. However, no matter what his name is, no matter what tactic he uses, you've got to understand this, I call it the boilerplate statement, like in the insurance company, you make this opening statement, and then everything else falls in line under that statement. Let me tell you something. He is a defeated antagonist. Use that as your boilerplate statement. Watch this, top of page 116. Thank you, Lord. To accredit it, it to him otherwise is to allow Satan's supremacy over you. See, to give him anything else after that, if you give him any kind, any kind of power, then he has supremacy over you. If you start talking about, well, the enemy, this, the enemy, enemy can't do anything. And you've got to remember that. He can't do anything. I may revisit this later, but, but, but put that down. I said, I wrote beside it, read this ten times. Satan is a defeated antagonist. You've got to know it. Only thing he wants to do, this is the only thing he can do, is usurp. Usurp the authority of somebody else. And, and, and many times 
It's the, the authority that God has given you. He's taking it and flipping it and using it. There is a martial arts. I don't know if the name of it is martial arts, but there's a, um, a combat technique where what you do is use the momentum of the person throwing the fist at you. You're really not fighting them. You're not really on the offense. You stay on the defense, constantly using their strength and the momentum of their fist, their foot, or whatever they're using, elbow. You're taking the, the, the momentum of their fight and using that against them. So what, what do you have to do? You have to learn to, and that's, I believe that's the tactic of the enemy. The enemy uses your strength. He uses what God has given you, the dominion he's given you, the power he's given you. He uses that against you. Watch this. And then he flips it and causes you to believe that it's something else other than him. We're going to get into that in the tactics. All right? Now, the last part, that last statement says, therefore, you must draw near to God, James chapter 4, verse number 8. Draw near to God, resist the devil, stand your ground, and he will flee. You better know it. We're going to, again, start in know your enemy's name, and it's important. When it comes to spiritual things, you've got to know his name. When you know his name, you know, watch this, uh, a gentleman today, I was um, driving him, and, and uh, when he told me his name, I think it was Mustafa. It may have been Mustafa. When he told me his name, guess what? He gave me what his name meant. I said, wow, that's so powerful. He gave me his name, and then he gave me, and, and I didn't hear anything negative, so I'm going to say the positive attributes of his name. When you know the enemy's name, then you know what he is aiming, good God Almighty, he, you know what he's aiming to do. If you know what he's aiming to do, you can better defend yourself. All right? Some of them I'm going to roll through. Some of them I'm going to stop and, and deal with a little bit more. The first one is devil. Number one, you know I've already numbered them. God bless. Thank you, Lord. Number one is devil. Matthew chapter 4, verse number one. And matter of fact, as I do that, I better go ahead and highlight it so I have a little record. Matthew chapter 4, verse number one. He is the devil. Uh, name number two, father of lies, father of lies. So anytime you hear a lie, you know where it came from. You know who the father of lies is. When, when, when you tell a lie, you got to understand who you're identifying with. When a person tells a lie, to you or around you and you hear it, you know who they're operating in. He is the father of lies. Lies originate from him. There is no lies without him being involved in some shape, form, or fashion. All right? Number three, God of this evil world. Now, on the, the father of lies, if you don't have a book, I'm, that's the only reason I'm reading it. For those folks who get a little testy about me reading scriptures out of the book and you got the book and you already know this is for the folks who do not have a book. Sometimes we have folks that are on the call and what they're doing is taking notes <clears throat> so they don't have a book. Uh, the God of this evil world, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 4. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What was that? Let me go back. Okay, folks are shifting around over here. Okay. Amen. You lose some and you win some. You get some and you lose some. Amen. Keep it moving. Okay. Now, this next one, area number four. Name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The name number four. A infidel or unbeliever. First Corinthians. Nope. Thank you. Second Corinthians. Six fifteen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, he's good to me. You gotta say it all the time. Folks get in, they say, Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, excellent, outstanding. Wow. 
because you got to recognize what God has given you. When you recognize, listen, your whole mind change. When you recognize what God is doing in your life, man, how are you doing? No, I'm not going to let no little circumstance or situation. I know I am doing outstanding. Is this not paid? Do you still deal with this? Yes, I do. But guess what? I'm still doing great, outstanding, excellent. Thank you, Lord. All right? Infidel unbeliever. They're dealing. Watch this. They're dealing. And that's, you know what? When it comes to the enemy having power, that's who he really has power over. Those who are disobedient, those who are unbelievers, those who are walking in darkness, he really got power. I believe that that's where his power lies, in those individuals. He, he's, I think he's just leading them around like a puppet. Help me, Lord. All right. Now, this one I want to deal with a little bit more. Prince of the bottomless pit. I don't know if you've ever even heard that before. Prince of the bottomless pit. Let's, let's run there. Uh, and I'm going to do it in the knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus uh, website. And that was what? Revelations 9-11. Give you a whole new perspective on 9-11. 9-11. Revelation 9-11. Watch this in the King James. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. Wow. Whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon. Abad, Abad. Done. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, if not, please forgive me. But in the Greek tongue, has his name Apollyon. Apollyon. Okay? So this is, he had his king, the king over him, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. The angel of the bottomless pit. Now, what did I say? Okay, so read it in the Amplified. That's what I said. It says, uh, over them as the king, they have the angel of the abyss. Abyss. I'm pronouncing that one correctly. Abyss. So when you see it, angel of the bottomless pit or angel of the abyss. So, so the, this this demon has names. The devil has names, and you can re- hear him referred to in different ways throughout the Bible. However, you've got to understand the 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 position that he's in, where he's in, what he does is all wrapped up in his names. The lies, the devil, evil, unbeliever, infidel. Uh, bottomless prince. He's a prince, prince of the bottomless pit, angel of the abyss. Evil, evil. And that's why I'm saying, listen, stop p- focusing on anything else other than the enemy when it comes to your anger, when it comes to your fight, when it comes to your energy. It's all directed towards him. My praise belongs to God. I love him. I thank him. I adore him. I worship him. My fight is with the enemy. He is the prince of the bottomless pit. He is the angel of the abyss. Revelations 9-11. Revelations 9-11. I see it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't have it highlighted and even unhighlighted. Now, you know that ain't nobody but God. It, It jumped off the page to me, destroyer. Good God Almighty. And, and I can imagine subconsciously why I would eliminate that one. He's not a destroyer. He's a destroyer, Pastor. The bot, listen, it's in the book. He's a destroyer. And if you look at it in the, uh, what is that? What about the Amplified? Does it say destroyer? Destruction. Destruction. And then in the, an understandable version, it says, this means, Apollyon, means these both mean destroyer. That's the definition. He's the prince of the bottomless pit, destroyer. Angel of the abyss, destroyer. 
You better, you better recognize, yes, he got kicked out, but these are his names. These are his attributes. Angel of light. What? 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Let's go there. Uh, where do I want to go? Top. All right. 2, C-O-R, 11, 14, right? Is that right? 11, 14. Here we go. Watch this. King James. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. See, this is why, again, the Bible constantly says, listen, you got to know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Hear my voice. Here I am. He's coming knocking on the door. Any man hear my voice? Any man open the door? Thank you, Holy Spirit. You open the door and let him in. God says you got to know me. Why? Because the enemy can come as the angel of light. He's talking the same. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He's talking the same thing that God talks. Watch this. With a twist. Help me, God. Thank you, Lord. With a twist. He'll transform what he's saying just a little teeny bit, and you'll find out that folks get the bait and switch. Here it is. They told you, come in. Got a brand new 2018. Um, uh, not many miles. Watch this. Not many miles on it. What's your not many miles? My not many miles is nine miles. Ten miles. What's your not many miles? Not many miles is a thousand miles to him. But he got you in the door now. When he gets, thank you, Holy Ghost, when he gets you in the door, now he can switch up. Why? Because you didn't drove all this way. Because he said not many miles. You're thinking about not many miles. It's less than, okay, less than 100. He's got 1,000 miles on the car. 2018 with 1,000 miles on the car. And, and guess what it is? It's uh, February of 2018. It's a little twist to it. See, when the Lord say not many miles, he's talking about nine miles, 10 miles, 79 miles. That's the Lord. When he tells you, he's going to tell you the truth. When the enemy tells you, he say not many miles, he tells you the same thing. But what does he do? He puts a twist to it. And when the twist is, it's one of his names that comes up, he's a liar. He's a, he's a devil. He's, a, he's evil. He's an infidel. He's an unbeliever. He's a prince of the bottomless pit. He's an angel of the abyss. He's a destroyer. He's an angel of what? An angel of light. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 14. You better read it. You better know it. You better know when he's coming. You better understand that everything that, watch this, everything that says Bible, everything, every Bible verse you hear does not have to be from God. That's why you've got to have this tight relationship with God. You've got to know him. All right? The, 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 the King James says he transforms into the angel of light. There's another translation that says he masquerades as an angel of light. He disguises himself as an angel of light. Thank you, God. Satan fashions himself as an angel of light. Did I, did I write it first down? No, I did not. Keep it moving. Angel of light. Love that one. Here we go again. Star of the morning, son of the dawn, Isaiah 14 and 12. Let's go there. Isaiah 14, 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Screen flipping. Okay. King James Version. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? See, as a believer, listen, you got to be equipped. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not parading uh, Jehovah Witness in front of you. I'm not. I'm not ranting and raving. I'm not praising them. I'm just saying some of the things that they do. One of the things that they do that's so important. And I've been in the Kingdom Hall, and 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 I, I, I think if if I'm not mistaken, it was only one time. But when I went, guess what? They were studying. Every 
excuse me, everybody had their Bibles out. They were digging in the Word. When you see them on the street, guess what? They may have their watch, what is it called, watchtower? Watchtower. They have their watchtower. They have their Bibles. And guess what? They are equipped. This is what the believer has to do. Embed this word in your heart that when the enemy comes or when the opportunity for witness comes, watch this, or when warfare comes, watch this, against your own flesh. When that starts to come, when the, when the day arrives that you need to fight, guess what? You are equipped. He is Lucifer. He is son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And that's where I like to leave him. He's cut down to the ground. Come on. I'm going back to my little statement. He is the defeated antagonist. Oh, yeah, you're going to hear it. You better know it. And, and if I can embed it in your head, I'm putting me some little quotes around it now. And then I'm going to highlight it in blue. Sort of stand out. That's what I do with my negative. I highlight it in blue. All these names are in blue. The angel of the abyss, angel of light, star of the morning, son of the dawn, Isaiah 14 and 12. All right, let's move on. He is the enemy. He's an avenger. Enemy. That's what he is to you. He's your enemy. Avenger. Psalms 8. Yes. 8. Colon. 2. Here we go. Wow, God. Thank you. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy. And the avenger, the enemy and the avenger, you've got to know, and this is what you set up in your mind. He is a defeated antagonist. He is your enemy. And anytime, watch this, anytime you wake up and the target of your day, the target of your day, because prayerfully you do have a sword, prayerfully you are in warfare, prayerfully you wake up every day. These, I mean, these are things that you got to deal with every day. If you are, watch this, if you are, if, if you do have a, a sword, thank you, God, if you do have an enemy, a target, who you're fighting against, and if you do wake up, guess what? The enemy is where you're supposed to be directing your warfare every day. You cannot stay home from the battle, David. Don't stay home from the battle and walk among, along the rooftop. Be in the battle every day. I'm doing warfare every day. Why? Because the enemy is doing, he's roaming about every day trying to get me off track. And I'm going to delve, I'm going to delve in that in the end, near the latter part of the lesson, God willing. I'm going to delve into that a little bit more. He is trying to get me off track. He is a defeated foe. He is a defeated antagonist. That's what he is to me. The evil one. That's number O. And I ain't been saying any numbers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> number nine. Let's go back to him real quick, real quick for anybody who just came on. Number one was devil. Number two, father of lies. Number three, God of this evil world. God of this evil world. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Number four, an infidel. I-N-F-I-D-E-L, infidel, or unbeliever. Number five, prince of the bottomless pit. Angel of the abyss, A-B-A-B-Y-S-S. -B -S -S. Thank you, Lord. Number six, angel of light. Wow, help us, God comes as an angel of light, disguised as an angel of light. That's number six. Number seven, star of the morning, son of the dawn. Star of the morning, son of the dawn. Number eight, enemy or avenger. That was Psalms 8 and 2. Number nine, evil one. My God, yes, he is. The evil one. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. All right? Number 10, 
adversary. We've heard that enough. He is your adversary. That's his name. Ruler of demons. I wanted to dig into that one. Beelzebub. Ruler of demons. Matthew chapter 20, 12, 24. Matthew 12, 24. Thank you, Lord. King James. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Wow. That's the thing you got to know about the enemy. When this name right here comes into play, you better understand he has rulership over other demons to antagonize. He's a defeated antagonist, but guess what? He, con- he controls them to try to control you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It is an attempt. Good God Almighty, I can't wait. Enemy's tactics. I can't wait. We're going to read through it. And I'm telling you, the whole paragraph, I got everything highlighted just about, and, and we're going to walk through it. That's his job, to antagonize you and to use his, his folks, his peoples, his army. He is a ruler of demons, Beelzebub. Then they're going to accuse Jesus, this fellow cast the devils out, by Beelzebub. Beelzebub has control over the demons. They're trying to say that Jesus got connections with Beelzebub. No, Jesus rules over Beelzebub. And watch this. And you rule over Beelzebub. How do you rule over him? That you let him have no, 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 no. You can't control him. You can't tell him what to do. But I can tell you what you can do. You can do what the Bible says in James chapter 4, verse number 8. You can resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You're not resisting. It's easier. Watch this. It's easier to resist than it is to be in fear and to worry. It's easier to, to, to resist. But guess what happens? You give the enemy way too much power. Hold on. Can I say it one more time? He is a defeated antagonist. Good God Almighty. If you don't know, now you know. He controls, watch this, number 11, ruler over demons, Matthew 12 and 24. I don't have a particular version, so I'm just going to read this one, one of my favorite, an understandable version. But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, this man does not drive, the, drive out evil spirits except by the power of Beelzebub. The chief of the evil spirits. Know that you're not just fighting the devil. Know that the devil is not trying to run around the entire world fighting against uh, each and every person. No, 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 no. He's got an army, principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness, rulers of darkness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The ruler of demons, number 11. Number 12, he is a destroyer. You remember, we had it up top. Uh, number 5, he, it, it means when it says he's the prince of the bottomless pit, angel of the abyss, guess what? He's a destroyer. Number 12, the destroyer. Second Thessalonians 2, 3. Come on, let's go there. Second Thessalonians 2, Colon, three. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. Understandable version. Do not allow anyone to deceive you in any way. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. For it will not occur until the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness becomes evident. This rebellion refers to a significant falling away from the teaching and practices of true Christianity. No, 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 don't rush. Let that one soak in like a biscuit in good gravy. No, let it soak in. 
Good gravy is not watery. Good gravy is is thick. And, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm giving my preference. If if I'm gonna have biscuits and gravy, then I want my gravy thick. I don't want it just running all over the place, all in the plate like water. I want it thick. Let this soak in. There, there is. Watch this. Do you see a falling away from the principles and practices of Christianity? Huh? Hallelujah. I know that's right. <laughs> Watch this. It says this rebellion refers to a significant falling away from the teachings and the practices of true Christianity. See 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 1. Characterized by the rise of an authoritarian religious leader. This is what the enemy is doing. This is why you see so much trouble. This is why you see the attack on the church. This is why you see the attack on the people of God. There's this falling away because the enemy has tricked so many, and that's why I refuse. I don't care who says it. I don't care how many people come and try. It is not difficult. When I yoke up, watch this, when I yoke up with him, his yoke is easy. He makes my life better. He makes my life easier. He makes my life better to deal with. If he does not, then you got to keep tweaking this thing. you got to keep getting more Jesus in your life. You got to watch this. You got to start getting the principles in your life. You got to start practicing and walking in these things. Why? Because the enemy is telling you that, man, being a Christian is tough, man. Wow. Being a Christian is hard. Who in the world would come to Christ to go through more struggle? He said, I don't know. Read it. You got to read it. Be like the Bereans. Read it. See if what I'm saying is true. He says, yoke up with me. You'll find that my yoke is easy. I don't know how you can make hard out of easy. <laughs> my God, how can you make hard out of easy? You, you, okay, here we go. Uh, in, in one of those um, uh, uh, psychological tests, and here it is, you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And the edges keep hitting the, the outside of the round hole. No, it just doesn't fit. He says, yoke up with me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. How are you going to make heavy out of light? How are you going to make hard out of easy? Keep it moving, Pastor. You got more to do. Okay. Remember what it is. He's a destroyer. Am, am I there? Oh, oh, oh. And I'm supposed to read this one, two, three, out of the, and I just did. Thank you, Lord. All right. Get that understandable version. If you pull it up in your Bible app, uh, go to, do, 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 what is it, Bible.knowing-Jesus.com. Come on, one more time. Bible.knowing-Jesus.com. At the top, it will say Knowing Jesus. It will pull that translation up in about, oh, I don't know, 20 different Bible versions. That's a good one. All right. Number 13, number 13, he's the accuser. Now, this is something that he uses, and I'm pulling it up, Revelation chapter 12, verse number 10, Rev 12, 10. He's constantly accusing. Matter of fact, he convinced you so much to delve in your past and accusing, watch this, accusing you of still being the same person. I don't know about you, but do me a favor. See if you can go into your yesterday and change anything. Okay, do this. See if you can go into your yesterday, take off the clothes that you had on yesterday, put on different clothes, so now today when you come back to today, then you can say I had on something else yesterday because you went back into your yesterday and changed those clothes. So you change history. So you no longer had on the blue outfit, you had on the white outfit. This is what he accuses you. This is what he accuses. He accuses you of things from yesterday that you can do nothing with. 
However, he tries to bring your yesterday into today. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So, matter of fact, do this. Go into your yesterday, change clothes, and come into today. Good God Almighty. No, 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 no. Don't, don't say, Pastor, you sound crazy. Because some of them thoughts sound crazy. No, no, no. I hope you get it. Go into your yesterday. Change your clothes from yesterday and come into today as if, hmm, thank you, Holy Spirit. No, go into your yesterday and come into your day with the same clothes on, with the things you did. And matter of fact, don't do, good God Almighty, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Come into today and then not do what you did yesterday. (laughs) No, it sounds crazy. You're in today, April the 10th. Go into your yesterday, April 9th. Come back into today and not do what you did yesterday. Because what the enemy is doing is accusing you of something that was done yesterday that you can do nothing with today. And if you handle it right yesterday, guess what? It's already under the blood. Lord, forgive me. Nathan told David, you're the one. You're the one that sinned. You're the one that took Bathsheba, that man's only wife, and you had a harem. You had concubine, and you were wrong. David turned around and penned Psalm 51. God, forgive me. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. Good God Almighty. According to, the tender, to thy tender mercy, blot out my transgression. Watch this. I don't, at no other point in the Bible, I could be wrong. If you research it and you find it, please let me know, and I can correct it on the next Bible study. I don't know of any other Bible verse that addresses the sin of David sleeping with Bathsheba after he, he penned Psalm 51. You know why? Because after I sincerely say, Lord, I'm sorry, thank you for your blood, it covers me, and I walk out of that situation, guess what? I don't de- Drop it. Don't deal with it no more. It's over. Here it is. Thank you, Lord. The accuser, Revelation 12 and 10, is constantly bringing stuff up. Uh, is that 1210? Yes, it is. It says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation, strength, the kingdom of God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. There you go again. You want to know anything about the enemy? Realize that. He is a defeated antagonist. He is cast down. He is a defeated antagonist. He is cast down. Thank you, Lord. Keep it moving. That was number 13. He's the accuser. He is, here it is again. This is what he does. He's a tempter. He's a tempter. He's a tempter. What does he do? He tempts you physically. He tempts you emotionally. He tempts you to try to take control of situations that you have no control over. It's in God's hands. It's according to the will of God. It is those who relinquish their power to the will of God. He tempts you. What is tempting? Tempting is to entice or to attempt to entice to, watch this. He wants you, he wants to try to acquire something that he finds that you may find attractive. This is what he's trying to do. He's trying to acquire something that you find attractive, but to be, I'm trying to read my own writing, and I, and I, okay, to be wrong or not beneficial. So what is he doing? He's trying to acquire something that is attractive to you, 
but that is wrong and not beneficial. It's something that's wrong and not beneficial. So the enemy is not doing anything to further your relationship with God. He's not doing anything to further you financially or productivity-wise. He's trying to acquire something that's attractive to you, that's wrong and not beneficial to tempt you to go in a direction that defeats you and have days after days after days. See, this is why I'm telling you, live, laugh, and love. Listen, don't, don't worry and don't fret over anything. Why? God's got this situation. It's under control. Uh, well, pastor this, pastor this, dad this, dad that, mommy this, mommy that. Whatever the situation, guess what? God is in control. And watch this, you can't do anything to get me out of that mode. He's a tempter. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1. We're going to run through these quickly because i got to keep it moving. You always got to keep it moving, Pastor. Chapter 3, verse number 1. What does it say, King James Version? It says, and now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, has God said, here it is, wrong and what, not beneficial? Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Come on, let's keep it moving. No more elaboration. Uh, Matthew, love this. Love this right here. Uh, what did I do? Four, colon, Sorry, I'm hitting too many buttons. Colon and what? Uh, three. Got it. Here it is. The tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, you better understand how he comes, and he's always trying to get you to doubt who you are. God is my father. I am favored by him. If you don't have your affirmations, you need to write them down. I am favored by God. How are you doing today? I am favored. I ain't asked you what you what you uh, 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 operating in. I ain't asked you what blessings is on your life. I said, how you doing? I'm favored by God. No matter what you say, listen, this is me. I'm great. I'm excellent. I'm doing fine. And I'm favored. The tempter, King James, when the tempter came, that's his job. The tempter, when he came, he's saying, Matthew chapter 4, verse number 3, if you are the son of God, doubt who you are, your relationship with him. He is my father. Keep it moving. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 5. First Thessalonians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. 3, three and 5. How did you write Thessalonians that fast? Most of the time I'm just putting abbreviations. It'll pick it up. Chapter 3, verse number 5, watch this, King James. For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. So here it is. You're telling the same person the same thing over and over and over again. The enemy, since Bible days, is doing the same thing. Getting, watch this, the majority of your thoughts that you think about the most. We said the heart is your deep thoughts. The thing that you think about most. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting a, sorry, y'all, I'm getting the pollen out of my, something in my eye. Thank you, Lord. And he's trying to get that thought to go over and over and over again. That defeated thought, help us, God, over and over and over again. That's why I said, Psalms number one, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Number 15. He's a dragon, Revelations 12 and 7. Number 16, he's a serpent. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. And number 17, he's a deceiver. Help us, God. A dragon, a serpent, and a deceiver. The deceiver. Come on, folks. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 13. You better know it. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 13. Help me, Holy Ghost. Mm, mm, mm. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me. The Holman Bible, H-O-L-M-A-N, Holman Bible, you know what it says? He deceived me, and I ate. That's what he does. He tricked me. I ain't being tricked by Listen, you got to make up in your mind, I'm not being tricked by him no more. That's Flip Wilson's thing. The devil made him do it. He didn't make me do nothing. I was disobedient. That's what made me do it. I'm not giving him credit for nothing. And until you get, watch this, until you get that kind of tenacity, my God has all power. When Jesus got up out of that grave, he got up, all power was given unto him. He snatched the key to death, hell, and the grave, and all power belongs to him. Hezekiah Walker, look it up. It's a nice one to sing. Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. I don't know how many times they say it in that song, but I know it's plenty of time. Power belongs to God. Deceiver, Genesis chapter 3, verse number 13. Come on, let's go through these other ones real quick. Second John. Chapter 7, nope, chapter 1. It says 7, but you got to know that uh, it only has one, one chapter, all right? And what did I say? Look at it in the understandable and understandable version. For many deceivers have begun circulating in the world. Please read it again. They are those who do not confess that Jesus Christ has come. You got folks who you listen to, and now they are talking negative about your Christ. When you identify, I don't care who the person is who says that Christ did not come in the flesh, you better understand they are a deceiver. It, well, the whole denomination doesn't say that he came. Well, you better understand he is a deceiver. It is circulating in the world. They are here. They don't confess that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh into this earth in a physical body. Such a person is a what? Deceiver and the what? Antichrist. See 1 John, did I write it down? 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. That is the one. Watch this. First John 2, 18. Understandable version. Thank you, God. Dear children, it is now the last hour, the final period in God's dealing with the people on earth. And since you have heard that an antichrist, a person who is against Christ, is coming, even now 
you should be aware that many antichrists have already come. This is one way we know that this is the last hour. And you got folks talking about it all the time. Christ, uh uh-uh. Christ, it it ain't nobody coming from the, coming from the, uh, coming down from heaven into the woman. And this is not real. Listen, when they say it, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to argue. You better know that they're a deceiver and they're an antichrist. Come on, let's look at the enemy of the, the enemy's tactics. Good God Almighty, I done ran over time. The enemy's tactics. I'm going to move a little swiftly in this beginning part. Follow me. When it comes to Satan, his military might, this is what he does, he camouflages and blames. Deceit and darkness. That's what he operates in. Satan's greatest strategy has been to convince the world that he what? He does not exist. He causes men and women to blame each other and their circumstances instead of himself. This is what the enemy does. His Watch this. Bombs of gossip and blame. Whenever, I don't care who the person is, whenever they carry a bone, this my mama used to tell me, watch this, a dog that, what does it say, brings a bone, carries a bone. That's what it was. The dog that brings a bone, carries a bone. Watch this. When they come with gossip, they're going to take some gossip back. Oh, my God. When they bring, watch this, when they come whispering to you about somebody, I hope you get it. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, bless his name, oh, God. Oh, God. you got to recognize this is warfare, and you don't know who the enemy is. You don't know who the enemy is using. These are his tactics. When he comes to you gossiping, he's going to take some gossip back from you. He's taking, bringing something from somebody else and whispering to you, but he's going to bring something back, and you don't want to be in that capacity. That's not your job description. Listen. The enemy has infiltrated the ranks of God's troops. That Christian soldiers often fight each other instead of penetrating the enemy's camp to save the millions of hostages. Christ referred to him as the prince of this world. His ruler, this is what I love, his rule is limited. Watch this. It's limited to time. It's limited to this world. It's limited to the people in darkness. That's why you can't give him control over you. You're giving, listen, you're making him your God. I ain't dealing with the enemy, the enemy, this, and that. I don't even want to talk about him. I'm, I'm doing this so you can strategize. The majority of my time, I'm talking about how good God is. I'm talking about how God did this and God did that. He, watch this, he disarms and disables. Now, I got a problem with all of this. I got a problem with this next, this next uh, paragraph uh, throughout it uh, on the next page. I got problems with it, just me personally. He, he disarms and disables. I'm sorry, he can't do that. Not in my life. He don't disarm nothing, and he don't disable nothing. He disarms and disables us by perpetuating spiritual sins that promote his kingdom and threatens to kill, rob. See, that's what he does. That's his word. I need to highlight that one. No, highlight it in green. This is what he does. He threatens, but he don't disarm nothing. He don't disable nothing in my life. He threatens to kill, rob, and destroy. He he wants to deal with our destiny. He can't deal with our present, and he can't deal with our destiny. What happens is you've got God who is developing our souls. He's getting us ready. So through these different situations, slow down. I'm going to hit that on the end. Flip over to page 118. As an angel light causing, he don't cause nothing. 
causing the Christian's army to be what? Off guard. He don't cause me to be off guard. I cause me to be off guard. And to fall prey. He don't cause me to fall. I cause me to fall when I'm disobedient, when I walk outside of the will of God, when I start, watch this, meditating on something else other than the word of God. He causes me to fall prey to indifferences, passivity. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Help us, God. Prayerlessness. He convinces. No, I'm sorry. He don't convince me nothing. He attempts to convince. He tries to convince them to fight for trivial things rather than the heavenly. That's why I say one of my phrases is I've, I've got bigger fish to fry. I've got other things to do. I've got more priorities. Here it is. You're looking at trivial things. How does he do this? He, watch this, he attacks your mind. He can't attack my mind. I'm sorry. He can throw a fiery dart, but I don't even look at it as an attack. He's an attempting an attack. Watch this. You've got to have power in order to attack me. Here it is. The enemy I got weapons. I got grenades. I got, let's say, bazooka. I got machine guns and all this. He's got water balloons. He's, watch this. He got a paint gun. The only way the enemy has authority over you is that you give it. Every day that you get it, you give it, you live a defeated life. Then Satan can't, okay, what does it say? How does he do this? He attacks your mind. When Satan can't get you to fall asleep at your battle station, he uses your mind. How he going to use my mind to accuse you and judge you? Then he keeps you. How he going to keep me that your position to keep, I'm sorry, then he keeps you in that position by guarding over you. He raises doubt. He can't raise no doubt. He shoots this dart. I'm paying him no attention. It has nothing to do with my life, has nothing to do with my destiny, has nothing to do with where I'm going. Guess what? It's out of my mind. This is what the book says. He raises doubt. Through suggestion, that's what he can do. He can suggest something such as what? That, that you're not a Christian. Uh, to look at what you did yesterday, get out of the past. That you aren't really saved. That you can't, watch this, give the exact date of when you was, uh, accepted Jesus. That um, you have a shameful past. He creates fear. What? He has the ability to do what? Create fear. No, he does not. He suggests something, and you attach fear to it. Watch this. The times that we live in are hopeless. Fear. What if I get cancer? Fear. He steals. I'm sorry, he can't take anything. Take back what the devil stole. You need to take back. Take back everything that the devil stole. He can't steal nothing. In order for it to leave up out of your house, you got to give it away. Here we go. We're going to go into this last little portion. Watch this. He steals from you financially. Car problems. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Water heater breaks. Air condition goes out. Lose your job. That's where I was at. That's God developing you. That's not the enemy. If God allows it in my life and our air conditioning did break, our, our, our water heater did go out, I have lost my job, that's the development of my soul. That has nothing to do with the enemy. If God allows it in my life, you better understand it's for my better. It's for my good. It's a Romans 828. It's going to all work out for my good. And if you, listen, if you can't get there, then guess what? You're going to have issues. Satan is always trying to use fear against man. Everybody will laugh at me. 
What, what will people think? When you become a God pleaser more than a man pleaser, one of your biggest battles is won. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The enemy has no, he's got tactics, suggestions, attempts, all kinds of stuff to try to get you off. But guess what? You t- Watch this. You too on to be off. God bless you, saints. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you can join us again on next week, God willing. That will be the 17th. God bless you. Have a good evening. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, amen. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.